Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, holistic psychologist, astrologer, and Reiki master. On today's show, we are going to be going to the outer stratospheres to understand some really amazing concepts, to take ourselves into the depths of our soul, into the wisdom of our body, clear any unstuck blockages that are in our way so that we can come back to who we're meant to be and live a healthy, empowered life. So join me and my special guest, Betty Giannopoulos. Here we go. Hello, hello. Today, I am excited to share with you Betty Giannopoulos. She is a certified holistic health coach, and she reads the Akashic Records with the intention of helping others get into alignment with who they're meant to be, which obviously is a very transformative experience for healing. So thank you, Betty, for joining us today. Well, thank you for inviting me and having me today, Kimberly Ann. I'm <laughs> I'm excited and a little have a little trepidation as we just finished saying because I usually don't do this type of thing. But <laughs> and that's why we're so grateful that you're putting yourself out there and willing to come yeah. on and share all your gifts with us. And you and I spoke and we talked about I think what we really want to assist people with understanding is in life we often get stuck. And we want to talk today about how to get unstuck and move to a place of empowerment. So I will leave you with that mm-hmm. and let you tell me how you're going to help us move from unstuck <laughs> to flow. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's, you know, from where I'm coming from, there's no better way to teach something that you yourself haven't learned and haven't had a personal experience with. So I have absolutely been stuck in my life. I have absolutely looked uh, to get healthy, mind, body, spirit. Uh, I've always been a seeker of information, of truth. And so, you know, there's different events in my life that led me to really be doing what I do today, which which I absolutely adore and love. And that is, yes, help people uncover their blocks and help them to not only release the blocks, but then learn how to really integrate all the information that comes from doing um, the Akashic Records and mm-hmm. learning about their soul history and how to actually um, incorporate that in their life, in the present, uh, to be able to move through and find a place of empowerment. Um, Because that's really who we are. You know, we are spirits, as that saying goes, having a physical experience. And so we need to honor both. Um, And then there is the the mental part of it you know, the mental faculty, which is huge. For me personally, I incarnated 
to be able to really work on expanding my consciousness and being the best me I could be. And there came a time in my life where I was like, who am I? You know, questioning, what am I here for? And that happened to me uh, very young. I was very young when those questions were popping up. And as I've come to find out, those are universal questions. But, you know, when you're like six, seven years old, you don't know about the universe or anything like that. You just know that things around you are just not making sense. And you're not feeling like you're fitting in. And so anyway, the years went on and I basically uh, just did what was expected of me. You know, got my degrees, went and got great jobs. And I was just going, 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 living the so-called American dream, so to speak, from a financial perspective. And I find myself not able to work, not able to move, all of this. And so I had really, you know, as I was living it, it was a health crisis. Mm -hmm. But in retrospect, and as I unraveled it, it was really a healing crisis. So being in this body, I just really wasn't really attuning to it. I was just moving and grooving and doing my thing and uh, doing my spiritual work, by the way, too, and all of that and doing my yoga and thinking I was really addressing it, but I wasn't. I really wasn't. And so the body told me it was unhappy. I was in pain. And um, so what I came to realize is that really I had been addressing the spiritual part of myself and well, the mental part, the mental part was driving me. And then my body was really kind of taking the, the brunt of all of this. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I had a healing crisis and that led me into health coaching because I needed to find out what was going on with me because uh, the, the regular, you know, allopathic uh, medicine was just not giving me answers that honestly spoke to me, to my truth. And so you would call that intuition, you know? And so intuitively, I just wasn't buying what they were saying and the treatment plan they were proposing. So I started to look elsewhere and in doing my research, I came to um, integrative uh, healing and nutrition. And so I changed my life around and almost needed to, frankly. I was really forced to do this. And so I started doing uh, some health coaching, but still, then I had my own business and I still tried to do that as well. And still feeling stuck and yet being successful. And here I had addressed my physical health, but there were all these other things. And then I was introduced at that time to the Akashic Records. And um, I was, well, I wasn't introduced. I was actually, I knew about the Akashic Records very early 
in life. Uh, I had done a book report on reincarnation no, when I was nine years when I was nine years old. Yeah, yeah. What did the I teacher like, say to that? Was the teacher a little surprised by oh, that topic? Oh, well, well, I guess uh, grammatically it was correct. <laughs> uh, I my sentence structure was correct. Uh, this was for English class, right? So I got an A minus. And the minus was for all the question marks, because he said, well, I asked for a research paper. And that basically meant some truths. And he was like, where are, you know, you, you introduced a lot of mythology in this. Wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So I remember that, actually, because I had him as a teacher when I got older as well, uh, as, as an English teacher again, uh, before I graduated um, grammar school. But uh, anyway. But let me ask yes. you a question, Betty. So yes. for people who don't know, can you explain what the Akashic Records are? Yes, absolutely. I was just about yep. to say. So in my research for uh, reincarnation, this name popped up, Edgar Casey, And so Edgar Casey. Uh, was uh, a spiritual individual back in the, I believe, the 20s uh, and 30s. And he was actually someone who um, was um, very involved in uh, his church. And But what would happen to him, he would go into a trance state, and he was able to tell you what was wrong with you physically, what you had to do, treatments, and all of this. So he became known as the American prophet. Uh, many books were written about him. Different scientists from all over, from Harvard, went to visit him. He was in um, Virginia Beach at the time, would go to visit him and would actually bring different people's names to him. So he needed to know your location and your name, and that's it. And with that information, he would tune in in a trance state, and he would be able to say about and speak about previous lives. And the reason for some of the ailments was due to something that had happened in a previous life. Incredible. And yet in his waking state, he didn't believe anything about that. He didn't believe he was fully Christian. He did not believe in reincarnation. So anyway, so... I was introduced to Edgar Casey, and 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 that was it. And I and and I learned about the Akashic records because he was asked, well, in trance state, where are you? Where are you getting this information? And he said, I'm in the Akashic records, the Hall of Records. He actually would say the Hall of Records, and Akashic means etheric in Sanskrit. It's a Sanskrit word. Mm -hmm. And so, to answer your question what Akashic records are is an imprint, an, an energetic imprint of every thought, every word, and every deed that we have experienced in our lifetimes. In all of them. On this planet mm -hmm. and beyond. I'm sorry? Which is a great point. In all lifetimes. Yeah. Yes. So there's no escaping, you know, I mean, it goes back to what you said way in the beginning, which is we are a spiritual essence that's here in a human body and that energy can never be destroyed. So that spiritual energy essence is still going to exist even after the physical body 
can no longer maintain its form this lifetime. Yeah. Got to go somewhere. somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. So how do you, how do you connect? How do you connect with the Akashic records? So I connect using a couple of prayers. I call on the Lords of the Akashic records. I call on ancestors and loved ones that have passed on. I call on the ascended masters and the angelic realm. So that's who I call on. And I basically then connect in with the person who I'm doing the reading for, their spirit guides. So I have an understanding that there are people who actually connect in their guides when they give readings. No, I don't connect into my guides. Now, you and I may share guides. Uh, I know that I have clients that absolutely, like one of my guides I know is Archangel Michael, because I've had an experience with Archangel Michael, you know, very much in, um, in, in my present incarnation. So, and it'll never be forgotten that experience that I had with him. So, and he has come in and I say he, but it's a spirit, um, has come in to some readings and, um, and I recognize the energy, frankly, they don't necessarily announce themselves, but if you ask who is here, and you have a certain um, need to know, they will present themselves in a way that you'll understand who is there. So for instance, uh, I had a reading with someone once uh, who was actually a friend. And um, so we were doing her reading and then this information came through and it was very um, um, concerning. Uh, and it was very, um, uh, it was someone, all I could see was red lips, red lips, and she was giving information. Now, I say, I can't come up with the verbiage because I don't remember, because I'm not there. I am literally a vessel. I, I empty and I don't, it's nothing that I do, but it's my intention to be a clear channel. So I just empty and I'm there and the information flows through me. So I just remember the tone. It was rather urgent and that's all. So she started crying, my client. And this was on the phone where I do most of my readings. Uh, Well, right now I do all my readings on the phone. Um, And anyway, she started to cry on the phone. And, and I said to her, me, uh, Betty said to her, are you okay? Are you, did you want to continue? And she said, Oh yeah, no, no problem. And I said, okay. I said, so I'm being shown red lips. That's when I, I said, I'm being shown red lips. And I said, and there is curly light colored hair with the spirit that's giving you this information. So we come out of the reading and she tells me that her mother was there. And she said, my mother wore, it was the number something, uh, Elizabeth Arden Red. She'd wore pretty much her whole adult life. And I forgot the number, but she said that was my mom. Now she didn't announce herself as her mom, but 
she got that information. So, you know, so you're, I connect in with your guides and your guides only want the best and the highest good for you. Mm -hmm. And there's so much love and you can ask the guides any question you want, any at all. Now, will they answer it? They will to a point. So just before I got on with you this afternoon, I did a reading and I was rather surprised that my client and she, I've been uh, doing readings for her for the past, I would say now almost three years. When I first started doing uh, Akashic readings about nine years ago now, the guides would not answer all the questions. They would be a little elusive sometimes. And they, and they would say, well, you know, that is still to be determined because there is, um, when people ask about the future, for instance, okay, there are certain energies that we are in. So if you can think about the wheel, okay, if you are on this path and the wheels have started to turn, okay, then we have taken on certain responsibilities that until they become revealed to us, we are still responsible in going down this path. Oh, so, okay. so, so can't we can't just, stream. yes, we can't always okay. extrapolate ourselves. Okay. So the guides will say that this is what's going on with you. But what the beauty is about that is that they give you hope. And oftentimes now they'll give you a time frame even like, Wow. Allow this type of time frame, and you will see a difference. And they'll make suggestions. So, in the last, I would say, three years, the guides have been very clear with my clients. They have just given them, like, almost like, do this, do this, do that, <laughs> like, very specific information. Or, more importantly, they will confirm. They will just say, you've been thinking along these lines, by the way, absolutely correct. Continue on that path. And so they affirm and, you know, they give hope. So, but uh, the reading that I just did, she asked a question and they actually did. They, they acknowledged her question. I do remember that. They acknowledged her question as being a very good question. And they said, you are soon to uncover the last pieces to the puzzle, and we will allow for you to experience that and have that experience for yourself. So we will not answer that question. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of interesting because we got off the phone and she's like, oh my God, I really wanted that answer though. I said, <laughs> I know. I said, that's so funny. Lately, they really are not allowing, I go, you must be really close. That's all I have to tell you. You must be very close. But it's, it's kind of interesting, though. Yeah. And, and the readings, um, each reading will have its own tone. Some readings mm -hmm. are just like really fun loving. And they are just very light. And other readings are very heavy. And they are um, uh, like the tone is different. So they change even if it's the same guides there. And usually they are. Usually they are is my understanding. And my understanding is that there's just a legion, like we have a legion 
of spiritual beings who are there with us, by the way, always. Not only when I go into the records and I connect with them for my clients, no, no, they are always with us. Which is beautiful. It's about tapping in and connecting with that. And like you're doing, you're learning how you're teaching people how to understand not just that the guides are there, but what the messages are that they can learn from, which is just so beautiful. So do you ever teach people how to do to connect themselves? Or do you think that that's not a good idea? Or how does that? Honestly, I would say easily half of my clients always ask their guides, I want to connect with you. So if you can imagine people who come to me, uh, because I don't advertise, this is word of mouth, it's purely from referral that I, that I get my, my clients. And so people who come are already open. I, I don't have to convince them of anything, not that I'm here to convince anybody of anything, by the way. Um, but in terms of them being open, they're open and they want to connect themselves. And I would love for them to connect themselves because I can tell you, it is such a beautiful experience to have. Uh, Oftentimes, the guides will tell them that just allow for silence. They say there's too many distractions in your life. And so oftentimes they'll say that. Other times they'll say something along the lines of, you haven't strengthened that muscle, and that is not your path at present, and they'll leave it at that. So I've heard them, that's a repeated, by the way, um, message. And then there's other clients who don't ask, and their guides say, by the way, you can connect with us. You, you don't need an intermediary. Fascinating. And do they? Do they just do allow? It? Well, can I tell you? There's only a handful. And I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of readings. There's really a handful that have gotten that message. So afterwards, I will share with them, based on my previous experience, I will say, by the way, you're in the minority getting this message. So I would really recommend as well for you to look into maybe taking a training class. There are classes that you can take. I'm like, you know, because, and do you know that most of them are like, no, I really like just, you know, contacting you and, and us having, you know, I trust you, Betty. And I, and I'm like, okay, but they, you know, remember they said this and my clients record their readings. And also oftentimes when they listen to them, maybe a month, a couple of months down the line, they tell me it's like getting another reading because the information that they've received often has a many layered yeah. meanings. Yeah. 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 So, so that's interesting. Goes, they see the depth of, of the, it can be meaning multiple things. Yeah. That's fascinating. Multiple things. That's exactly. so smart that they record it and listen to it again and again. That's a brilliant yes, idea. Yes. I really, I really encourage them to do that because the readings go very quickly. And so an hour goes by. You don't even know that an hour has gone by. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, yeah, yeah, because time and space become irrelevant when you're in exactly. that open higher consciousness space. Yeah. 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 And I rather, so I limit it. I say an hour, it might be a little more, it might be a little less. It's whatever the message needs to be. Um, and that's what it is. But I do limit that though, because um, it can actually go on and on. And it's a lot of information and they love to share most, cl- I mean, most guides are just, just overflowing with excitement to be with, with you in that space. So how do they decide if there's, cause you're, you're talking, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're talking about there's multiple guides there available. Oh, always. So who always. gets to decide who always. talks? Like, how do they, how do they work out? Who's going to. Well, again, they are a collective. It's not okay. a one. Yeah. They're a co- and they work as a collective on your behalf, on your behalf. So, so basically now sometimes that's a good question though, actually, because <laughs> so I am clear audience. So I hear, and then I am clairvoyant and I see, they show me pictures and clairsentient. I feel things. And sometimes they do come at me from all directions like that. That's what yes. I was thinking. Maybe one's yes. there to hold the energetic space. So they're putting in a feeling and other ones putting in sound and other ones putting in, I don't know. They're, yeah. Well, the message is a collective message. Yeah. It's that of unity. Yeah. And in all honesty, from my perspective, I see it as really something that we are all humanity is, is actually walking towards that unity consciousness they're simply in it Mm -hmm. and so they come across unified there is never a disagreement there's never um oftentimes my clients will ask for a deceased um especially parent you know if they're there or even a child especially a child as well you know are they present and i literally will sense a a moment of silence amongst the guides waiting to see does someone want to pop in wow you know giving them kind of the floor because the deceased one might be busy might not really be part of the collective um hasn't entered that phase in their development just because they've transitioned doesn't mean that they've entered that phase of their development because i can tell you the um the energy is very high it's very high sometimes i am shaking from head to foot i because i'm in such um uh, a frequency frequency, Mm -hmm. high frequency yeah there's no other way i can describe it yeah Mm-hmm. So people come to you and you connect them with the Akashic records and they, they receive the messages from the guides, whatever they need for that particular session. And then can you walk us through, you know, how that helps them transform and move forward? They get the messages and then. Yes. Yes. So it's a very good question, actually, because, you know, I'm there, I do the readings. I don't follow up with people. I don't follow up now for my health coaching. I do follow up, but I don't follow up after a reading, but I get information after the fact. So when they call to schedule another reading and then they share with me 
oh my God, everything you said. And again, they say I said, but it's coming through me, not from me. Right. Um, they say that everything's come to pass. It's exactly as, you know, as you told me it would happen. That's exactly what happened. Things like that. And a lot of people think I'm, I'm a psychic and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not a psychic. I'm literally just a channel. And um, I really get out of the way and allow the guides to come forth. But you see the information that they relate to people help them come to clarity because getting back to what we kind of like what we wanted to focus our talk on this afternoon is how to get unstuck when you're feeling stuck or when you're feeling like, okay, I have, okay, I can go this route or I can go that route, or maybe this center route. I don't know, left, right, center, and confusion, you know, and what they're able to do is say, okay, well, here's the pros to you going left. Here are the cons to that. Here, you know, here's what we recommend. One thing they will never, ever do is impose on your free will. Yeah. They will never tell you what to do. Give you options so that you can They'll make give your choice. You, yeah. Yeah. It has to and be your choice. It has to be exactly. your choice because you have to be responsible for your own karma. But yeah. But the other thing they will say is to come into joy. This is what we'd suggest. Oh, what a beautiful saying. So in, in other words, who doesn't want to be in joy? Yeah. I love so that. in a way they're saying, by the way, here's the, here's the, this, this, this. Yeah. yeah here's and you can be in joy. <laughs> yeah. Here's your little cheat sheet direction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a yeah. big, there's a big star over here. If you really want joy, this is, this is the option. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to feel, if you want to feel joy, peace of mind is another thing. It's very, very big for them. Mm-hmm. You know, having some peace of mind, you know, kind of another big one is another big message for them is um, really bringing the heart and the mind together. Uh, Kind of like the marriage of the heart and the mind. They say that this is the time in human history where that is absolutely possible. And that that's what we're here to do mm -hmm. is to really, really come into a unified, you know, um, uh, masculine feminine right since the masculine is more the mind the feminine is more the heart but we all have a masculine feminine right it's the integration like you said before it's all about the unification the integration the harmony i mean it's all about creating that balance and that harmony within ourselves and within the collective so that's that's beautiful. Yes. Now I know, I don't know if there's anything you want to say on that, but if so, go ahead and do so. But after that, I want to switch over and hear some more about the body code when you, yes, is yes. there, are you ready to switch over to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I would because, love, yeah. yeah, I would love to hear, cause I know, so you get all this information, by the way, just a side question. Do you mm-hmm. use both with clients or are they two separate groups? Uh, or for me, I, I, I've kept them separate, but when I'm in the records, the guides will bring up um, the other healing practice that I do. They will actually refer me. This is the funniest thing. So I, I have the guides sometimes refer me to clients and say, okay, you need to speak to, and they call me the entity. The entity we are speaking through, the entity we are connecting with right now can also assist you with this speak to the entity. 
yeah, it's like the funniest thing. But yeah, so they um, they will refer to me at times. Um, but outside of that, no, I actually because um, just for you to know, I don't remember maybe 15, 20 minutes after a reading. I don't remember what was said in the reading at all, at all. Mm-hmm. So for me to follow up and, and say, because the information is not coming from me at all. So it's the client, my clients will say, well, you know, I'm supposed to be talking to you about something. I'm like, really? What? They're like, I don't know. They said, you know, you can help me. I'm like, oh, well, I do this and this. They're like, yes. So, so yeah, let, let's, let's touch on the body code. It's, it's a mapping system developed by uh, Dr. Brad Nelson, who's a, a chiropractor. And um, it's interesting how I found my way to this. I found my way to the body code uh, called the emotion code some 15 years ago, actually. Uh, and what it is, because we were supposed to, so I'm, um, I'm also certified in the body code and, um, and emotion code. And they told us that the first thing to do is get our elevator speech. So, you know, introduce <laughs> All ourselves. Right, let's hear it. Let's hear the elevator like speech. <laughs> the elevator speech. So this is the elevator speech. So basically, okay, you have symptoms. The symptoms can be a variety of symptoms, physical symptoms. My back is killing me. It could be emotional. I have all this anxiety. I don't know what to do. It could be mental. Um, I can't sleep at night. I can't sleep at all. I'm exhausted. And so with the body code, I'm able to connect in. And I do it remotely, actually. And I've been doing it remotely for five years. Um, Connect in via muscle testing, kinesiology, and connect into your subconscious mind that knows all there is to know about you and identify where the blocks are. Because at the end of the day, once we release the blocks, the programs, the physical blocks, spiritual blocks, emotional, mental blocks, then we come into alignment. We come into balance. And that's what the body code does. It's a mapping system that allows me, without having a medical degree of any kind, and I am not a medical professional of any sort, but literally connect into your subconscious and find out if your liver is happy, aka is it balanced? If it's not balanced, what are the reasons for it? Why is it out of balance? And then one by one, layer by layer, release the imbalances so that you can come into balance. And release the trapped emotions that are yeah. hanging out. And, 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 and basically trapped emotions is trauma. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's identifying the blocks are trauma. The, like to put another word to block, it would be trauma, which I know is, is a hot word these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing that's fascinating about that, and I, 
I love the emotion code. I am dabbling around with it myself. I I find it really interesting. And I think what I appreciate about it is that it's another modality that gives people a way to process trauma, we'll say. And Mm -hmm. and when when I say trauma, I'm sure it's the same way you mean it. It doesn't necessarily have to mean trauma with a big T can be trauma with a little T, anything that you may not even realize that you perceived it as mm-hmm. a trauma and embarrassment and upset, something mm-hmm. that energetically got stored in your tissues, in your energetic field that is creating a blockage. And so we want to release these. But what I really appreciate about Dr. Nelson's work is that the person needs to be aware of it, you know, but they don't have to have a long, lengthy conversation and re-traumatize themselves and dig, dig, dig and pick at the scab. It's kind of like a lot of the manual therapies, the craniosacral, the body work um, that people do that can bring things up without having to necessarily go into it in a psychotherapy session. So, but you do have to have that responsibility of connecting to the awareness of what it is, which is what I think is so brilliant about his work. Yes. Because it says we can't leave it. You can't leave it hidden. You can't leave it hidden or we're not really releasing it. You have to go through the experience of it and just simply bringing it into the surface, into the consciousness from subconsciousness that allows for me to release it from every cell of your body. So I communicate to the the trillions of cells. Why? Because I connect into your body and your body's connected to your trillions of cells. And so wherever it is stuck, we release that energy. And yes, it is really about um, not going into story. Yeah, but acknowledging it, the, acknowledging where it came from. Well, it's like an acknowledgement. We, yes. Well, sometimes we need to go, but yeah. it's a very brief story. It's not a rehashing. Yeah. And like you said, the scab, you don't have to keep really just, you know, picking up the band-aid and looking at it. Oh, has it healed? Has he, has it healed? What what the body code does is is it identifies where the bandages are, by the way. And then we remove them by healing what's been there so that when we do remove the the, the bandage, it's all healed. There is no scab. There is no story left there. So speaking of stories, do you have any interesting ones to tell us of experiences you've had using the body code or the emotion code and, and just sort of how it's, Oh my God. I know you probably have a million. It's just (laughs) so many. And again, after the fact, sometimes, so a client will call me back and say, Oh, can you help me? I have this going on right now and I'll check in. And by the way, I don't assume anything. I always check in with their subconscious. Can I assist them? With this modality, as you mentioned, it is one of many. Yes. It is one of many. Um, but it's I've been very successful with it, I have to say, and I'm just like just astounded. Um, but I will tell you of uh, my personal testimonial. I think almost so I've been working on myself obviously for years, and I have not had any physical ailments as a result. Like I have not had like ouch, I haven't had any ouches. Okay, we'll, we'll just call them ouches. So um, I wake up one day, I uh, do a couple of sessions, and all of a sudden I go down the stairs and I'm like, ow, 
So my right knee is hurting. And I just have a little owie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't really notice it. I just noticed like stiffness and go down the stairs. Okay, fine. Did what I had to do. Came back upstairs uh, for my next sessions. And uh, my office is upstairs. And I was like, ow. Like, like it was at this point, like almost like, like not screaming, but almost screaming. And it was a very deep pain. Like, and I touched my patella, my, my kneecap, and I was fine. I touched the back, fine. It was inside. And I'm like, oh my goodness, seriously? Okay, let me do a body coat session. So I do a body coat session. Uh, it was a couple of hours later because I had, I had appointments that afternoon. And I released some things and it literally took about not even 20 minutes. And I got that the next afternoon, it would be done. No more pain. Well, that night, I didn't sleep almost the whole night I was up because I was in that much pain. So it had exacerbated after the session. And I wasn't even thinking anything, but usually my normal self would be like, "Uh uh-oh, questioning, like, "Uh uh-oh, the body code didn't work. But I didn't even go there. I was just in so much pain. And I was uh, just gripping it all night and massaging it. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Well, the next day, I go down the stairs. No big deal. But coming back up, I remembered the day before coming back up the stairs and it really hurting. And it hurt that evening as well. Okay, the previous day. But this afternoon, I'm coming up the stairs. Nothing. Completely gone. And I was like, Oh, my God, I think I needed to be reminded of how well this works. Yeah. Because it had been literally, I would say, easily, like a couple of years since I'd worked on myself, I've worked on myself on other things, periodically, but nothing where pain was involved. So yeah, I, I was so excited that I told my client because I'm very transparent. I told my client, oh my God, I have a testimonial for you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and she got a kick out of it. I'm like, yeah, I was in pain and this and this happened. And because we're working with something that's quite chronic with her and she is not seeing a difference, but she said, she reminded me. I said, I feel so bad though, because you still have the symptom. And she said, but Betty, this I'm doing, I'm doing my art classes, I'm doing this, I'm doing something else. She's like, she's like, no, I am feeling better. But she goes, no, yeah, this has not gone away. But there's all these other things that have cleared out for me. I said, okay, good. That makes, yeah, that makes me feel better. Because, you know, my intention is to really add value. I'm not adding value, then, you know, I don't want to be wasting anyone's time, anyone's money, I, um, yeah, I, you know, my integrity doesn't allow me to do that. And, and honestly, you know, the storytelling, um, to me, it's, it's the same as saying, if I continue to talk to a client year after year, and they say to me, um, I have bladder issues, they continue to have, if that's their story, then frankly, I don't think my modality is working for them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they need a, a different treatment plan yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And uh, that's why I feel there's a place 
for talk therapy, absolutely. Um, but then there's a, a, a time when, you know what? You don't need to, to know the story. You've done so much work. I know when clients have done a lot of work on themselves because we don't even need to go into story at all. Well, We're just going to releasing. Right. And sometimes what happens is you want to make sure the person doesn't get stuck in their story because the story can become their identity. And then you have a problem because now you're what you're going to release your identity. No, you're not. That's no. why it's so important that people understand that they are fluid beings. They're not a diagnostic code. They're not a label of any sort. Oh, thank you for mentioning that because the subconscious dislikes labels. I yeah. would say nine times out of 10, when somebody calls me and they say, I've been diagnosed, Ugh. I say, okay, well, let's work on, let's see what we're going to work on. And they will say, well, I thought about this, my you know, diagnosis. I'm like, well, I'm going to check in because you know what? That may not be the truth. You know, give me, describe to me what you're experiencing, some of your symptoms. Because it might be that is where the truth lies. So that at the end of the day, what the object, objective is, is to get to the underlying reason, the root cause. And so once that has been released, it's done. And that's the beauty of this work, frankly. Yeah, it is. And, I, and yeah. do you see that? I mean, I'm just talking, I think that what I've seen and I haven't, I don't have the experience you have is that the longer we're here, just in general, the longer we're here, you know, as humans, if you're not doing work to unravel these things that are getting trapped, you have more and more and more and more layers to go through, which is why when you're working mm -hmm. with people that are, you know, children, adolescents, these sorts of things, clearing these types of things is mm -hmm. quicker, it's easier. And then when people are older, it's like, it's going to take a while. You didn't take you two minutes to get to this point. Yes. It's not going to take you two minutes to get precisely, out of it. Precisely, precisely, Kimberly, and exactly chronic conditions. Yes, it takes some time. Um, I'll give you an example of um, um, early on, I worked with a three-year-old, very articulate three-year-old. But of course, with his mother, he, she was um, his uh, his surrogate, and so I connected to him through her. Which you know, I work with children, and I work with um, with animals as well through their you know their their parents. And um, I was amazed. So he was exhibiting behavior uh, that uh, lent itself to an entity being uh, around him or attached to him. I forgot now. Do you know that as a three year old? It took three sessions to release wow. everything. Yeah, because he had inherited a lot from his father's father. So that's another thing that we do. So, and I, and I was mentioning that before, I always say we because I'm in partnership. This is not me doing anything. I'm in partnership with the subconscious. And together we identify what needs to be released. And he had a lot of his, uh, he had inherited a lot of um, traits from his grandfather, a lot of trapped emotions from his grandfather, as it turns out. And that left him um, vulnerable to negative entities mm -hmm. as a result. Um, so that also happens. And um, 
So I learned because I questioned, like, is this for real? This was early on. I questioned everything. Like, and indeed, his mother said that his behavior, he didn't talk about this friend of his. He didn't come out of his room with bruises on his arms and legs. And um, she said he just stopped talking about that. And I was like, oh, my God, then this must be real because children don't make up things like that. Right. Three-year-olds, you know, they don't create those stories, frankly, you know, right. older, older people do, older adults do. So, yeah, so this work also um, also releases uh, the lineage, things that are stuck in the lineage. It addresses that, too, by the way. Yeah, right, which is so cool because it yeah, goes it's multifaceted, and, backwards and yes. forwards, which is and amazing. forward. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you change, yeah. you change the future when you change the past and you change the present, you change it all shifts, which is incredible. Exactly. Yeah. Just feeling empowered. And what I tell people, it takes a lot of energy to hold down. For instance, shame. Shame mm-hmm. is the lowest vibrational emotional frequency, according to um, Dr. David um, Hawkins' scale of consciousness, right? And when, when shame comes up, you know, a lot of people don't even actually connect to it. They're like, shame? I mean, they're that removed from it. Because why? Because we've been programmed not to look at any of that negative stuff, right? But when I release that, I know I'm giving them back all that energy that held on to the shame. That energy was for them to use in living their life, not holding on to, you know, that event that brought on that emotion that they didn't feel comfortable feeling at the moment. And it got stuck as a result. And that I think is a phenomenal point, which is that all of those keeping all of the baggage in the closet and in the dark takes so much energy when you release it, whether it's through guidance from the Akashic records or whether it's the body code, when it's gone, you are freeing up your energy resources and, and you, and not only are you getting health and vitality, you're, Mm -hmm. you're getting energy to use however you choose. So choose wisely, of course, but you free up all that energy. And I I tell people, uh, and also to your point about the energy accumulating over years and everything, I have clients who will call me right after something has occurred. And when we address it, it's basically one session and we're done. Oh, that's awesome. one session and we're done. Yes. It hasn't sat so in there and it hasn't percolated. Festered. Yes. yes. Wow. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah, me too. Oh, I love when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think what we'll do now is we will head over to the sparks of wisdom. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. All right, Betty, I'm going to let you wow us with some sparks of wisdom for today. Well, you know, it all comes down to love, basically. Um, and that what I hear from the guides is that we are all loved. And especially 
in in these days and times of isolation and so forth, they always have said that we're not never alone. We're not alone. And and that is just a really good reminder, you know, that that really is the truth. We are not alone. We do have one another here. We have them. And that really together, united, we are far, far more powerful than divided. That was such a beautiful message, Betty. And I appreciate you coming today and spending your time and sharing your wisdom. And I think overall, I mean, we've learned some really cool stuff about how to get unstuck using the Akashic records and the body code. But I think really what I hear and feel is the message of love. And that's really what it all comes back to is that there's so much love out there for us and so many ways for us to discover ways to heal and ways to be filled with love, peace, and joy. So thank you for sharing all of that with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's really an honor to to just be a vessel for, for the messages that come through, frankly. It is, I'm truly honored and very blessed um, to have this gift. There's no other way to, yeah. to really explain it or express it, you know, and I am absolutely grateful beyond. Um, and so thank you for your time. Yeah. And we're so grateful that you share your gift, not only with us today, but with all the people that you work with. I'm sure they're very blessed by being able to have you help them connect with their own healing, healing journey. And can you just tell people how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more? Yes. Um, I have an email that they can get a hold of me and hopefully soon a website, but for now it's Betty G B E T T Y G three, three, three at yahoo.com. Okay. Well, thank That's you for that, Betty. One. That will be in the show notes. So you don't have to remember it, everybody. And I just want to thank everyone for listening and ask if you could, if you could leave a rating and a review, it's really helpful for the podcast. So if you would do that, I would greatly appreciate it. But most of all, I appreciate you just for spending the time with us and listening and my prayer is always that you take something from this conversation and this podcast today and may it serve you for your highest good. So as always, be you, be love, and be present. <laughs>